You are listening to Your Rights at Work with Chris and Ed. Uh, this next segment, we're going to be talking about uh, getting out the women labor vote. And to kick that off, uh, we have got, it may be a world premiere. I am not sure. But in any case, I'm pretty sure you haven't heard this before. So let's give this a listen. Then we'll come back with our good friend, uh, Elise Bryant, you're listening to your rights to work on WPFW 89.3 FM. Don't touch that dial. Ooh, it's bad law o'clock. Let's get rid of it. We earned what we've got, sisters. Defend it. We need justice to resource. Power in numbers can ignore us. Sisters, join us. Women vote right now. So they can't disrupt Cause we worked hard Way too much Showing up to every day Building that trust Union power Standing up strong Voting for a language That rights the wrongs Yes, yes. 
It's your voice. It's your choice. It's about our choice. Our vote, our voice. We've just begun to fight. That, of course, Lynn Marie Smith. I, I, I hope they release a video because you got to see Lynn Marie. Joining us now, Elise Bryant, president of the Coalition of Labor Union, the geniuses, the goddesses behind that song. Elise, thanks so much for joining us. And thanks so much. Did we did we just have a world premiere there or what? Yes, you just had. Nobody That's- else has heard this outside of our inner circle. Hey, that's what I'm. That's why people turn into your rights at work. You know, world premieres right here. Fabulous, fab. First of all, just before we get into the whole women getting out to vote, because I believe that is our secret weapon in this election. Um, uh-huh. Tell us, tell us about the song, how to come to be. Uh, like I said, the video, fabulous. Thank you, Chris. And hi, Ed. How you doing? I'm great, Elise. By the way, my sister's name is Cynthia Marie Smith, so they're almost yeah. sisters. <laughs> well, my oldest sister, my big sister is Cynthia. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Connections back. everywhere. Family. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we did a, we did a video uh, last election round called Women Vote. Um, and, and Lynn Marie is a, the Motown diva. She's a, she's a member of Clue and she's just an activist, extraordinary and a fabulous singer. And her, her thing is taking, you know, current songs and turning them into uh, labor songs and protest songs, justice songs. So we were like, well, we need a new song, Marie. Lynn Marie, we did, we did um, Katy Perry's, um, what, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name, but the last one was Katy Perry. So this one is um, by a, a new sister who's uh, just come up uh, and it's big time, Lizzo. And right, 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 right. That I knew because these songs always are like, I know that song. What was? Well, and 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 so Lynn Marie and I were brainstorming songs like, well, we need something, and let's get something that the next generation will really be able to hook onto. And she suggested Lizzo, and I had seen the video, um, and I it and it it has a catchy, it has a catchy tune, and and it, there's some part of that phrase that it sounds vaguely familiar from something from the past, and I can't name what that song is either, but it has a hook. And so Lynn Marie did what she does. She writes what writes off of the uh, permission. You know, it's a parody, so we're not claiming to be our song. We're definitely claiming it as a parody. And uh, and she went in the studio in Detroit and came up with the video. And Tanya Hutchins, formerly with the Machinists, who's now back with Actors Equity, or no, she's with Screen Actors Guild. She's doing doing movies. Uh, took time out of her busy schedule to edit and put it together. And they did a fantastic job because this is about our vote, our voice pro-union, pro-choice. Just brilliant. And and it's just, you know, it's, it's like you say, if we, you could, could dance to it, right? I mean, yes. you know, there's so many. I've been getting all the emails, you know, on the hour, you know, do this, do that, contribute, vote. And, and it's all good. But you know, a, a little more music in in the uh, in the labor movement always always a good thing. But let's talk about. Uh, I know uh, that Coalition of Labor Union Women is teaming up with Apollo uh, Asian yes. Pacific American uh, labor folks um, for some phone banks uh, over the weekend as we come into Election Day. Talk a little bit about you know that that team up and also just. Getting, you know, there's a lot of talk earlier in the year that, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade would really turn out the women's vote. 
a lot of the, the a lot of the sort of common wisdom now is that folks have sort of moved on from that. I'm not sure I believe that, but I wanted to. I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing a big head shake from Elise. Oh, they are so wrong. They are completely, utterly wrong, and they're not polling those folks. Um, everywhere I go, uh, people are ready to talk about, it. and it's not women for the lo- most part. I mean, just across the board, uh, across unions, across, you know, cultural, quote, racial lines are just absolutely adamant. Um, I, I, a woman who said, you know, and, and this is the thing is that oh, there are also men who are equally enraged and saying, this is ridiculous. And I, the example I want to use is a, a woman, I, we had a talk at the White House uh, to talk about this, and uh, this is a young sister from the teachers union, and she said, I want to tell you about my dad. My dad is old school Catholic, goes to church every Sunday, does communion, the whole nine yards, believes in it. But when he heard about the decision, um, he turned, called me up and said, this is wrong. I don't, a woman who doesn't want to have it because of religious beliefs should not have an abortion. But that doesn't mean that other women don't have a right to their privacy to work with their doctor to do what they need to do. And she said, my dad believes that, you know. Wow, wow. Right. And I have a sister, Beth Mickis, who's... um, uh, in Southwest Pennsylvania, she's out knocking doors. She said, Elise, you won't believe the number of people who are saying to me, yeah, how come the union hasn't taken a stance about, you know, um, pro-choice, pro-reproductive rights? Because, and she, said, it's, and she said, it's men and women. It's old and young. And she gave me specific stories and, you know, gave me their demographic and said, no, I can't believe it. It's like, I'm knocking on doors. People are going, yeah, in Southwest Pennsylvania. So they're not polling for that. Let me just uh, reintro you, and then I know Ed wants uh, to get in on this. You are listening to Your Rights at Work with Chris and Ed, talking, of course, with none other, the one, the only, Elise Bryant, uh, in this case, wearing her hat as president of the Coalition of Labor Union Women. Oh, I have to say, Elise, you texted me a photo uh, with your hat for uh, Halloween, which is where we started off this show. Um, I mean, you just, I mean, somehow you managed to look both scary and incredibly debonair in that big, uh, you know, witch's hat. I mean, it's just, you, you, you wear it beautifully, I have to say. Thank you. You know, people will say to me, oh, that's a great costume. And I say, thank you. It's not a costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elise, uh, I I missed you in my neighborhood on uh, Halloween in Petworth, but uh, oh, maybe, yeah. next year you, maybe next year you can come by and scare some kids. We had easily <laughs> over 100 kids, and oh, yeah. um, I got to tell you, some of these kids are the politest kids. I, I don't know what their parents are doing, but I got thank yous from almost every kid. What do uh-huh. you say? Thank you. And they were, had a blast and they, they, you know, said all the wonderful things about our decorations. But, uh, you know, I think there's stories out there everywhere in the country about somebody who is Catholic, who is, a, you know, doesn't think abortion is right, but understand what people's choices mean to them. Uh, my mom is a perfect example. Grew up in South Boston, still has her rosaries, um, and uh, you know, it's horrified by abortion. But she fully understands what's going on, um, and she lives in Florida. Um, so there is at least one Democratic vote in Florida. Plus, my sisters, my sisters, and one of my sisters' wives. So we got four votes for the Democrats in Florida, at least. Um, but yeah, this issue. Uh, I agree with you, and I and I I hear what Chris has said, and I know when I'm reading in the media that oh no, this issue's fading. I don't think it's fading. 
I think the point is, is that other issues are important to people as well. And the, and the question is, you know, can you, can you marry the economic problems and show that Democrats are better at solving them than Republicans? And can you marry that issue with the pro-choice issue? And my answer is, I hope so, but I live in DC. So I don't know. You tell me. We live in Disneyland. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking, I actually was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking, because I have an old schoolmate who is a Republican up in Albany, New York, mm-hmm. and he was always a very moderate Republican. Now he's supporting the governor, uh, the Republican uh, individual for governor, who's not going to win. But I'm just appalled by it. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm really glad I live in, in D.C. So I don't have to put up with this kind of, you know what, mm-hmm. from the Republicans. And I get to hang out with people I like and, and kind of our common belief. But anyway, back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> no. She's she forgotten what the question It's as classic no, it's with my that. Fault. It was classic it's my with that. Fault. I don't know what the question was either. <laughs> I think I forgot it, too. No, it was like, can we marry the economic kind oh, yeah. of difficulties with with uh, pro-choice and how's that working outside of, you know, our little bubble here in D.C.? Oh, yeah. No, I, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, when, when I, I was in two conversations right after the decision, uh, one with 100, over 100 women were all community folks uh, who were planning a strike for 2023. I guess they're still talking about it. And the other one was the Coalition of Labor Union Women over 100 women from around the country. And everybody understood that the whole thing about, about being able to control your pregnancies also had to do with economics. You yes. know, it's, yes. it's not just about, oh, I want to get rid of this thing, but also the, the, the rate of poverty for women uh, and the rate of pay that women make, it's like impossible. And how do you pay for childcare? You know, and that's a whole that's a whole other issue. And so they they are, they already frame it as an economic issue as well as a, a moral and political and personal private issue of privacy for women. But yeah, I think so. And I, I I think that I think the Dems are missing that though. I think that that's the message that they're putting. Yeah, how do you how, how do you not turn talk about the child credit that the Republicans <laughs> got rid of and Joe Manchin got rid of rid of? Mm-hmm. Um, in in the context of abortion, I I think to me, like you said, it, they're they're linked, and I don't know why Democrats run from any discussion. It's like back in the day, they always ran from discussions on crime, you know, yes. and, yeah. and and they run from discussions, except for the Clinton administration, they ran from discussions on economics, and right. I I think the Biden administration has done pretty well. Um, and then the other thing is, is Trump tripled the uh, tripled the debt. Right. Why aren't we talking about that? I don't know. I mean, why aren't they talking about the fact that you can take uh, your $10 million that you pay for your private jet off your taxes, including the bazillions of dollars you spend on gas for your private jet? That's what Trump did. They're not talking about that. And that's just crazy. 202-588-0893. If you've got questions uh, on this or anything that we've talked about this hour uh, here on Your Rights at Work with Chris and Ed and Elise Bryant, president of the Coalition of Labor Union Women. You know, Elise, I was thinking, and, and I love the song, and, and linking, you know, pro-choice, it's our voice, it's our vote. But, you know, it's only one, uh, and I think you were starting to get to this in, in your last comment there, That that's only one of many issues, right? I mean, it's it's okay. it's obviously, it's you know, it's a strong issue this year because of the overturning of, of Roe v. Wade, but the economics... When they talk about you know inflation, 
um, you know, that's an issue, obviously, that affects everybody. And, and, you know, even in this day and age, I think women are still doing most of the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning, right? Yeah. You, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had I called a, a number of times um, when, uh, when the election happened, uh, uh, when Joe Biden was elected, from, from different magazines, and they wanted to talk about the impact of women economically. Uh, and the COVID, that's what it was. It was the COVID, the impact of COVID. And I, I can't tell you the number of women in Clue who talked about and shared at various conferences and meetings on Zoom um, that they were working full time, doing their Clue activity. Mom and dad, or both mom and dad, were living with them. One of them might have dementia or Alzheimer, and mm-hmm. they had three kids and a husband. And I was like, better woman than me. I don't even know. <laughs> begin to handle all of that at the same time. And and still, you know, women's wages are below male wages, men's wages. You know, white women make a little bit more than, than African-American women, African-American women make a little bit more than Latinx women and Asian-American women. But we're still not equal in pay. And even though the union helps balance that out better than any other institution in this country. Ed? Yeah, that's, you know, I really think that that should be recorded, that last two sentences you had. Uh, <laughs> we got them, we got them. <laughs> we, you know, we we talk about the wage gap, we talk about the wage gap, we spent 50 years of talking about the wage gap. Yeah. And, you know, and we look at the election, we're talking, today's kind of an election kind of d- discussion, and we talk about the election, and the Republicans almost... 100% of Republicans for the last 50 years don't seem to care about the wage gap. No. And there's a lot of, and there's, but the thing is, there's a lot of women who are Republicans. So I, I'm confused by that and why it isn't more of a pressing issue. Uh, you know, I'll give a good example. We, we really worked hard to get minimum wage passed here in DC. We really worked hard mm-hmm. to get the pay right. leave. Mm-hmm. And they are really important. No question about it. So I don't want to take away from that. No. But why aren't we doing the same thing for, wage wage equity it's kind of like when i did the uh, health equity with dcna in, in the east of the river why can't we have that same kind of mounted campaign is it is it is it too big to tackle for labor is it too big to tackle for labor in, in coalition with others uh you know setting aside what's happening in the 22 elections well that's a big labor, question elise yeah labor is addressing it but not so not on the mainstream media so that every other so a larger audience is getting it. Um, and I think that part of it is, Lisa, this Dr. Bryant, chief psychologist and uh, agree in it, is that there's the myth that women are still being taken care of by their husbands, that you, you, know, you, you don't have to really earn that much more because you got this other person bringing in the income. And we know that there are families who have, both parents are working and they're still, they're still at minimum wage. Can I, or below minimum wage. Can, how do you live in Washington, D.C., making less than $15 an hour? Washington, D.C., Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, you, you know, Arlington, Virginia. It's impossible. The, the cost of living here is totally nulls that out. So the fact that you might have two income families doesn't matter if the, if the income is that low. And then you have it that much lower for women. And it, they don't want to take that into account that it's needed. It's not like oh, I'm just working on the side to like, entertain myself or my children go to school. It's like, oh, no, that money isn't coming in. Uh, that family would be in serious trouble. 
Yeah, and I think that's something uh, I was thinking about that that uh, that hasn't been true. That meaning, you know, this idea of of the uh, women not needing it, so like pin money, right? Which first of all, who who even knows what pin money is anymore? <laughs> pin it to your breast. You, 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 oh, okay. Thank, got it. Got it. Okay. Tuck, tuck it in and make sure for a rainy day. That's right. Well, just Chris, I know you had a thought, but I think about the majority of members that I represent are majority women, majority women of color, and they're making pretty good buck because yeah. we, we have a union, right. but they are more often than not the lead caregiver and more often than not the lead breadwinner. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, we're able to be in a unionized environment where a, a nurse can make $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, and But it's still hard to live on. Oh, and yeah. and um, and to have a house in D.C., you have to have that second income. $100,000 sounds like a ton, a ton of money. But to get a house here, I don't know. No, don't and know you, you, you think about it. school clothes and school supplies and you know, add, adding all that and medical health insurance. Health insurance. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I don't think you do it. I mean, how much is a box of cornflakes now? Like five, six dollars. I'm like, what does it take to make a box of cornflakes? I mean, we're talking about like just the lowest cost ever to like smash up some wheat and toast it. It's just like, I well, well, so now hold, hold up there. Our, our, Kellogg, our Kellogg's workers, uh, we had on the show, and apparently it's more complicated than you think. Oh, really? Oh, Sorry. okay. There's some there's some skill um, involved there, so I'm not. We're not we're oh no, I'm with the skill involved. I'm just like you know, how does it? How much does it cost to make a cornflake? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So on way. so on Facebook. So on Facebook, I was talking about my uh, former classmate, the Republican. He talked about inflation. Talked about apple cider, and how apple cider for a gallon has gone up to X amount, and what a shame. And he's pinning it on the Democrats. <laughs> And partly, <laughs> partly, partly because of big labor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, having yeah. regulations on the industry and that yeah. costs extra money. And and I happen to also know a very good friend of mine is an apple farmer up in mm -hmm. upstate New York, mm -hmm. and he agrees with them. And I can't talk either one of them down. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think you should be regulating um, food in applesauce and apple juice and <laughs> apple cider shouldn't you be regulating that I, I i don't know i i mean i don't want to go back to the days where milk was horrible and people died from it yeah but yeah, yeah that's an increased price but why is it the democrats fault I, so we you know. we have to i love that you brought that in we do i'm have sorry to, no 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 don't be sorry uh but but at least always emails me about our labor history because we do great labor history thanks to david prost and and, and uh, all of that but uh back and i want to say 32 this was, I think it was either today, oh, tomorrow, or maybe it was today, was the anniversary of a big milk strike. Um, there was a milk strike in New York City and in Wisconsin. But the reason I bring it up was because what they did was they dumped their milk in the streets of New York and they dumped it. They, and there was actually, and I'm not, this is not a good idea, but they were bombing cheese factories. So, you know, maybe, maybe those folks with the cider need to be dumping some cider. Just saying, don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble now for sure. Uh, hey, listen, we got to wrap because um, I have a nice little mashup. We took your last song, Elise, from last year, mm -hmm. um, and we got some of that to go into our regular outro. And I need to make sure that we get out in time. But Elise Bryant, 
uh, not only thanks for being with us, which is always a joy, but thank you for allowing Your Rights at Work to premiere your fabulous It's Our Choice song with Lynn Marie Smith, the Motown diva, the fabulous. And um, let us know as soon as you post a video, because, uh, folks, just to see uh, you uh, there's actually had a choreographer credit. I was like, you don't need no choreographer help. <laughs> well, here's the thing also in, in terms of putting something out into a music. Music is the only activity that happens in both hemispheres of the brain. So it has a totally different impact than just listening to words or reading, which you can only retain 25%. But if you can see here and dance to it, you got like 75% retention. There we go. All right, let's let's uh, let's go out with this. Uh, my, thanks to Mike Nasella for engineering. We will see you all next week. Take care, everybody. This is our moment. This is our moment. Collectively, Collectively, we can make the difference, and all we have to do is vote, 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 vote. We got the right. We are fine. Get up!